on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I'm delighted to be joined by Professor Anne-Marie O'Dwyer, chatting all things the psychiatry of cancer. I want to say that it's very common to be very distressed, to have a very prominent psychological response to cancer, that they are not alone that lots of other people feel in that way and that it's important for them to have information. Information is power, but it has to be the right information. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Indo Daily. And will you lead the Conservatives into the next general election? I will lead the Conservatives into the next general election. Well, it was a mini budget to end all budgets. But I'm not going to cut the additional rate of tax today, Mr. Speaker. I'm going to abolish it altogether. From April What we've done is we've taken decisive action. First of all, to make sure that nobody is paying more than a typical fuel bill, but also to reduce our tax burden, to make sure we grow the economy and also curb inflation. Then the UK economy responded. Now the British pound has fallen to its lowest level ever against the US dollar. Across the country, mortgage deals on offer yesterday have been withdrawn today. The Bank of England announced today it will buy unlimited quantities of government bonds at a, quote, urgent pace. Action carried out on, quote, whatever scale is necessary to ease investor concerns. And the saga took its first victim. The Chancellor has been sacked. Kwasi Kartang is no longer the Chancellor and Liz Truss is going to appoint someone else. And now... Prime Minister not returning. Are you absolutely committed to abolishing the 45 pence tax rate for the wealthiest people in the country? Yes. Has been forced into the biggest U-turn in British economic history. I'm sorry uh, for those mistakes, but I've fixed the mistakes. I've appointed a new Chancellor. We've decided on the following changes to support confidence and stability. Firstly, the Prime Minister and I agreed yesterday to reverse almost all the tax measures announced in the growth plan three weeks ago that have not been legislated for in Parliament. With Liz Truss's budget in the bin, can she continue on as Prime Minister? Or is it game over for the woman who has only been in office for six weeks? I'm Siobhan McGuire and today I'm joined by John Downing, political correspondent for the Irish Independent, to take a look at what on earth is going on across the pond. And all we know right now is, unless she tells us otherwise, that the Prime Minister is cowering under her desk and asking for it all to go away. Isn't it about time she did and let somebody else who can make decisions in the British national interest get in charge instead? Well, the Prime Minister is not uh, under a desk as the... (laughs) John Downing, what can we possibly say about what is going on in the UK at the moment? It's a catastrophe. It's very compelling for people who have even a passing interest in politics and current affairs. It's very, very hard to resist. But it's macabre. It's, uh, it's negative. It's a complete disaster. And by the way, it's doing us on this island no good either. But where is the Prime Minister? Yeah. Yeah. 
fading away, dodging questions, scared of her own shadow. The lady's not for turning up. <laughs> and that's the thing. We have the likes of, say, the, the Daily Star in the UK with their wet lettuce alongside a portrait of Liz to see who who will survive the longest. You know, and we can jest and we can laugh. But there's an absolutely serious side to all of this, as you point out, because there's people in the UK who, as of last week, were pretty much kind of scratching their heads saying, how are the wealthiest in our economy coming out uh, uh, better in all of this. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole idea, the, the uh, budget that she and her former Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng framed was uh, economically illiterate and politically dumb, uh, giving uh, tax cuts with borrowed money at a time of, of international contraction and turmoil in the, the world economy cannot, doesn't make a blind bit of sense. The markets reacted violently. The pound plummeted. The cost of borrowing for Britain went up, as in the cost of borrowing to fund tax cuts for the wealthy. And the the one thing just borrowed another, terrible pun intended, the economy and the politics of, of the United Kingdom are currently falling asunder. And it didn't look like Liz was going to roll back on any of it. And then uh, uh, Quasi gets the chop. And then we have Jeremy Hunt coming in as the new chancellor and basically taking charge on Monday, didn't he? Yes, absolutely. Uh, The comparison has been made now that she is the chairperson of the board. He is the chief executive, the one with all wielding all the real power. Uh, She is barely in office as a, a token figurehead. He, uh, who fared very badly in his own efforts to, to, to become uh, the Prime Minister of, of Britain, is now the, trying to, to cast himself as a safe hand at the tiller. Uh, on Monday, he unveiled a complete uh, shredding of the policy upon which Liz Truss had campaigned, a low, low tax, uh, competitive economy, shredded the whole lot, uh, put it away, and he has put uh, the the British nation on notice that there will be what he described as eye-watering cutbacks before this month of October is out. The most important objective for our country right now is stability. Governments cannot eliminate volatility in markets, but they can play their part, and we will do so, because instability affects the prices of things in shops, the cost of mortgages and the values of pensions. It was very hard to watch. I mean, we would have watched Boris previously, John, you know, and and kind of laughed at the kind of clownish words that were coming out of his mouth and, and you know, the kind of buffoonery antics. But looking at Liz Truss on Monday in the chambers was actually a little bit disturbing. I mean, she really looked like a woman on the way out. She is on the way out, uh, there is no doubt. The only discussion now is when and how she is. Uh, she leaves office, does she go voluntarily, is she removed? Uh, it is hard to watch uh, because I think uh, in the back, and a lot of Irish people especially, would, would always favour the underdog, the person who's beleaguered, who's cornered. And there is that human side of life. Um, one would imagine 
that she, she is suffering. I mean, if she is to have a scintilla of humanity about her at all, she must be. For the comments to become something of a sitcom again on that Monday session, and so many of us were tuning in and watching it, and we had, you know, the Penny Mordaunt line telling us that, well, she's she's at least she's not under the desk. She isn't under a desk. And then, of course, that goes viral. I mean, it's, it's all become a little bit too much of, of a funny sideshow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 there is a comic element to it. It, it is uh, slightly, mildly funny, but only in a gallows humour kind of way. Leader of the Opposition and the House, the PM is detained on urgent business. Yeah, that country is a G7 economy. What happens in Britain it can impact beyond it. Can, it, can impact, for example, on the Eurozone. We do one billion pounds worth of trade per week with the other island of Britain. They have a, at least a nominal say in a big chunk of the northern part of this island. What happens in Britain counts. And, I, and that's interesting. I might get you to to explore the effects all of this is having on us here in Ireland, John. I mean, it's going to have an impact on us. It is. And um, one of the things, one of the hopes amid the sort of the early signs, Liz Truss is, is pretty much 40 days in office. The very first week, the early days, uh, the signs were, were were not at all encouraging, but there was one flicker of hope for Ireland, which was a suggestion that she might be up for doing a deal on Brexit on grounds that she couldn't fight all of these battles uh, at the one time, that she would compromise on squaring off the special trade status of Northern Ireland and pull back from a threatened uh, trade conflict with the European Union. Well, now that in of itself is shredded because she ain't going to be there and God knows what her successor will do. Even if she was to be able to, uh, to uh, limp on in office, never in power, she could not take any big initiatives. She would be a prisoner, a hostage, particularly uh, of the ardent uh, uh, Brexit camp in, in the British Conservative Party. And John, the world is watching. I mean, we had Joe Biden making comments uh, last weekend uh, in over the, the situation of these uh, drastic uh, tax decisions in the UK. Well, I, I think that... Uh the idea of cutting taxes on the super wealthy at a time when, anyway, I just didn't, I, I, I disagreed with the policy, but that's up to Great Britain to make that judgment, not me. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't suit anyone. Um, this sort of beggar, my, beggar your neighbour policy is is long gone. We have a an integrated world, global economy, and uh, the UK is what fifth? I think the fifth biggest in the world. It's a G seven economy, as I say. It is in everybody's interest that it is in in good order and in in ship shape. It's it's a very strange thing. What we are looking at is the complete disintegration of the uh, British Conservative Party. Bear in mind, they won uh, an eighty-seat majority in a general election led by Boris Johnson 
as recently as December 2019. Now, when you look at it, they are talking about uh, picking their fourth party leader and fourth prime minister in little more than six years. They in three inside of three years, they've had six uh chancellors of the exchequer, as they call them, basically finance ministers. In this year, 2022 alone, they've had four people in that office. And Quasi Quarteng, who was forced out last Friday, lasted just 38 days. I mean, it it just seems so bizarre when, like, when you reel off the stats like that, John, it does scream that this is a government that does not know what it's up to. It is totally dysfunctional uh, politically, economically, socially, completely disconnected. And it, there was, it now, it is now very apparent that there was a kind of, they were operating behind a completely phony facade. And then we have um, people like Nadine Doris on, on Monday tweeting, you know, the options are keep Liz or else uh, bring back Boris. I mean, surely... Boris isn't going to come back into the fold. I don't believe so is the short answer, Siobhan, but uh, you will hear a bit more of that. And of course, it suits him because he was uh, he was very poor. He, he served from July uh, 2019 until uh, this uh, past September. Um, he was very, very poor. He went from one calamity to another. But he was a prince compared to Liz Truss. And uh, I think it, it certainly suits him that, that his immediate successor utterly bombed and in such a short period of time. Oh, I'm no economist, John. Um, but, you know, even I would be thinking twice about tax cuts for the wealthy. Of course, that was never going to go down well. Absolutely not. And it's been it's been shredded. Uh, they, he it, Jeremy Hunt has completely walked from all of it, so-called trussonomics. Um, point is, world. if you're borrowing money to fund what you're doing, the money markets expect to be paid. They don't necessarily expect to be paid back. In fact, they, they'd rather prefer you, you kept borrowing. But they have to see a, a pattern of stability where their money can be guaranteed, they react violently when that is up for grabs. If there is a question of default, demur, uh, a, sl- a slowdown in in the p- repayment pattern and meeting the terms, that's when they kick. Can we talk about Jeremy Hunt a little bit more, John? Um, so his reversal of Truss's tax decisions is the biggest U-turn in British economic history. So does that mean that he is the right man for the job of PM? Well, strangely, he might be, but it, it's a hard call to make. He was eighth in the contest when they all fielded. He basically, I think he was he was number eight of eight. He got eighteen MPs to to back him. So he has already said he doesn't want the job. Well, beware of people uh, burnishing their their modesty credentials. Uh, publicly, he said that uh, last Sunday morning. Um, he he could he could yet, but there are others, and of course, already they are ra- quite openly canvassing for this position. Can Liz Trust survive? No, I think the, the game is up, um, and it's now a question as to how the succession is managed. We 
have got to a point now where the public interest and the party's interest and the country's interest are now demand that we get on with this. And if it were done, it needs to be done now. I mean, how does it work, John? Um, it, it, say uh, Rishi Sunak, who was up against trust there for, for the job of PM, does that not mean he would automatically slot into the job now? It means he has a good chance. I don't think there's anything quite automatic about this. There is a huge ferment in uh, the, the British Conservative Party at the moment. There is a, a desire among MPs not to put it past the membership, the 160,000 members as they did uh, with Liz Truss. Um, but there is also a, a strong view that they, they can't avoid running it past the members, engaging the members in a new vote. Sunak was campaigned on a very orthodox economic ticket, quite the opposite. He would not have borrowed to fund tax uh, cuts. In fact, he had increased uh, taxes, especially corporate tax. Um, He he had ambitions to be a really long-serving and reforming uh, minister, uh, British minister of finance, uh, when he re- resigned uh, last year, he had been two years and five months in the job. He resigned basically to pull the rug from under um, Boris Johnson. And uh, certainly he's a strong candidate, but by no means the only one. There was a very interesting tweet put out by Peter Walker, the Guardian's political correspondent on Monday, John. And he called uh, Hunt's statement a very polite coup, would you agree? Certainly, yeah. And there, that is uh, a widely held view now that he is the de facto uh, Prime Minister of Britain, that he is trying to style himself as the steady hand at the tiller. There's a certain comparison here with Michael Noonan, who who had a very ill-starred career as leader of Fine Gael and in, in the 2002 general election when the Fine Gael party bombed. But uh, a whole series of events uh, saw him brought back into the fold from 2011 on as the steady hand, the father figure who guided Ireland uh, through the wilderness years of the bailout uh, as Minister for Finance. And I I presume that's what he'll want his legacy to be. Similarly, we're we're saying the same thing about Jeremy Hunt, uh, steady hand on the tiller, the man who can kind of get the car back on the road. There will be more difficult decisions, I'm afraid, on both tax and spending as we deliver our commitment to get debt falling as a share of the economy over the medium term. What are we looking at? Are we looking at um, Liz Truss gone by the end of this week or how long does she have? Will there be a snap election? The only... There there is less likely to be an election. We have seen opinion polls which have... Uh, the the British Conservative Party, anything up to 36% behind Labour. An election would be suicide. Last British election was December 2019. In theory, they don't need to hold one until January uh, 2025 at, at the outer deadline. So an early election is less likely. Liz Truss is gone. The only question is, when and how she exits. Um, there is a, a growing movement within the British uh, British Conservative MPs who will, uh, I think, th- things will quicken up. 
there's a line that comes to me. It's from Act 1, Scene 7 of Macbeth, where Macbeth is contemplating killing the king so he can become king of Scotland. And he says, if it were to be done, it were better done quickly. And my thanks there to John Downing for joining me today. I'm Siobhan McGuire and today's episode of the Indo-Daily was produced by myself, researched by Tabitha Monaghan with sound by John Smith. Archive clips from the BBC, RTE, Channel 4, ITV, Times Radio, Sky News and independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review. And you can find more of our award-winning journalism online at independent.ie.